Well, at least she seems happy and perky. Yes, I quite fancy her. So, you all got the summons. Yeah. Indeed. It appears that uh, there was several requests sent out for one group. So, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's only happen- happy happenstance that we're all together. We'll make it the most of it. We'll uh, cheer to the, her health, and uh, perhaps we should leave... Maybe next morning? I mean, we do have about 50 years before this girl per- perishes, so... Definitely not in a hurry. Probably be hmm. best to find her sooner rather than later, don't you think? I agree with Hope. Well, one day out of 50 years. After finishing our travels, it may not be the worst idea to just be ready to go early in the morning. I agree. Or they want to rest up? Oh, yeah. Maybe we should describe our characters, Christy suggested. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, MZ hasn't sat down yet. He's actually kind of active and he, he's gesturing a little bit more emotionally than uh, one would usually do. Uh, he's definitely a tiefling. He has um, light lavender skin. He has these um, almost slate gray horns. And his hair is um, more on the purplish pink side. Yeah. And um, he's wearing um, pretty flamboyant garish clothes. Like, he he has a lot of color on him. He pretty much contrasts with the uh, gloomy surroundings that we're in. Um, he has a rapier by his side. He has a bunch of daggers on him, and uh, he, you don't really see much else on him. Um, standing next to uh, Amzi is uh, Gamma. He's a seven foot tall. Warforged. Uh, most of his body's made out of uh, steel. Uh, he has a sh- shade of a kind of a cobalt blue um, with uh, different parts uh, just kind of peering through as regular steel color. He has intricate designs and different letterings uh, engraved all over his body. Um, you can read some words here and there. Other words don't make any sense. Um, and uh, he carries a, sh- a large shield and pack on his back and a morning star as well, um, and he just stands next to uh, Amzi uh, surveying the room. Um, Hope is also a tiefling. She has grayish skin, gold, well, golden-like horns, blue hair, blue eyes. She's about five feet tall, and she's wearing kind of like a almost reddish pinkish robe on like the top well more like a cloak and then like a yellow and like peachy pink dress uh Paris is six foot three um sort of uh 
uh, light brown, copperish type of skin, uh, greenish, blackish hair. It's sort of a mostly black, but with hints of dark green uh, hair and silvery eyes. Um, just a a light blush to his face at all times. Just a uh, kind of and an a little bit of a grin and. No matter who it look, who Paris may be looking at, almost looks like he's flirting twenty four seven. He carries a, st- a staff that is wrapped in uh, it's it's a, a quarter staff, but it's wrapped in vines and has leaves growing out of it, and uh, just a little flourish at the top of some extra leaves and sprouts, sort of winding around each other. And uh, and he likes the color purple. Um, so he wears a purple vest and uh, sort of a three-quarter sleeve uh, purple shirt, I guess. And uh, carries also uh, some basic leather armor and uh, and a shield that has seems to always be making some kind of face, sometimes a different face than you thought it was before. All right, um, Doran's got like a, like a tan trench coat. Uh, he's got some leather, you guys can see some leather armor underneath. Uh, you guys can see like a, a rapier kind of sticking out from underneath the trench coat. And he's got a short bow on his back with a quiver. Um, He's also uh, smoking a pipe, and uh, he's got like black hair. Uh, he's got the—he's a wood elf, so he's got like a copper skin tone, and he's got green eyes, and his hair's kind of greased back behind his ears, kind of shoulder-length. Um, yeah. Alistair is <laughs> mid forties. He is an Earth Genasi, and he has like. Uh, almost like moss and like a lot of like little mushrooms growing out of him. <laughs> He's just uh, black hair, long, long, long black hair, and almost like the moss is growing from out of his hair <laughs> as well. And he's wearing a lot of like uh, brown furs and uh, just black, um, black shirt and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's everyone. Paris is going to just lean over to uh, Alistair and point at kind of the mushroom things and say, are those edible? (laughs) And at that moment, you hear... Is that cannibalism? (laughs) No. (laughs) Not the sound, sorry. Uh, was I was gonna say no. Was that Alistair or was that Phoenix? <laughs> no. I'm and... curious. <laughs> Would that they're be cannibalism? Are they, are they just growing on you? Right. I anyway. <laughs> you hear the sounds of a fight breaking out. So you have just heard a table flipped in the background and a lot of shouting. And you see when you turn around two large burly fishermen just 
swinging at each other. What do you do? Sit there and keep smoking. <laughs> um. So there are. Let's see. Two of them. Yep. I think I only can be one humanoid. Yeah. Since we're gonna go to sleep, anyways, um, I want to cast um, calm emotions on uh, these guys. I have that too. So if I see you do that, I might copy you if you do. Yeah, let's let's tag team calm emotions. I can just uh, post it up here I'm and uh, break down. <laughs> and they need to make a. DC save. Um, one will have to go against my DC. The other one will have to go against Alistair's. Uh, mine is 15. Well, one rolled a 16, and one rolled an 8. Mine is 14. So, yeah, one of them will ultimately not be calm, and the other one will be calm. Okay, one of them gets... A glazed, distant look on his face. And the other picks up a chair and smashes it over his head. Uh, the one that's picking up the chair and smashing it over the other one's head, um, Paris would like to cast Charm Person on that one. Okay, what save is that? Uh, that is a Wisdom save DC 13. He rolls 17. Uh, Gamma would just like to try and um, essentially just restrain the man, like calm him down, like it's not worth fighting over. I might use command if nothing <laughs> else works. Okay, Gamma, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Alright. Uh, 14. This guy takes one look at you, picks you up, and throws you across the room. Question. Uh, he could pick up 400 pounds? Just question. He's some kind of mage or something. He casts a spell on you and just hauls you up, flings you over, and you land with a crash on a pile of tables. Those poor tables. Oh my, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> mm. Um... He reels back to throw another punch and accidentally elbows a heavy set woman in the nose. And the whole room devolves into chaos. Well, we could either help <sighs> break this up, but this looks like a matter of the towns, and I don't really want to deal with it. Uh, yeah, no, Dorn's gonna. Logan, make a deck saving throw. As much <laughs> as I'd hate to say this, this would be wasting our energy. Yeah, why don't we uh, go do this thing and get it over with? So that's a uh, 18. Um, <laughs> you manage to duck out of the way as a plate goes whoosh, right past your face. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Making for the door. Yeah, I would start urging everyone to <laughs> go toward the door and just you know, it's not worth our time to fight with the locals. And uh, as everyone's making their way out, Paris is just going to fill the entire bar with a thick 
cloud of fog. Nice. <laughs> if anything, the fighting gets more intense. Well, those were some headstrong people in there. Never brought me my drink. <laughs> you could say that again. Okay, are y'all heading out for the forest? We gonna get a wagon or a boat or something? Uh, so, it seems like the town might be a little bit uh, on edge. And I'm not sure if there's anything we can really gather. It sounds like their supplies are pretty sparse. Would we want to start making our way and perhaps rest along the way? Rest in the woods? Sounds kind of dangerous. Nah, I do it all the time. Didn't they say there were wolves out there? Yeah, big wolves. Dire wolves, maybe. Uh -huh. But I don't think any of those wolves can actually pick up someone like Gamma. Hopefully. Mm hmm. Hope's kind of shivering thinking of the idea of just wolves surrounding him. I, I come up and pat you on the shoulder. You know, don't worry, there is a lot of us. There's six of us. And the odds are that if you and I stay in the middle and let the fighters fight, we won't get scratched. Mm. That didn't help, did it? Mm-mm. Well, just think. The woods, it's an adventure, right? We're having a little adventure out into the woods. We're camping. We're going to have good food over a fire on a spit. You could probably gather some herbs with Alice. Well, maybe not with Alistair. But we could find herbs on the way and make you a nice tea. It will be fine. And then she kind of slaps, slaps her face and she's like, Alright. Alright. Let me know if there's any dead things. Well, we'll let you know straight away when something dies. I, I guess he's gonna wait for everybody to start walking and he just stares at everybody. Yeah, well, I'll help you up on the back of Gamma so you can be in Don't your enable him! What's wrong with you? Okay, it's fine. fine. I'm gonna let it happen. <laughs> it's fine. My character's an enabler. What can I say? Okay. He'll, uh, he'll let Hope know, like, there's room if you wanna ride too. He's right. like a baby. Yes, <laughs> me, Gary. I'll help Hope up too. This is funny. Free ride. Wee. Pady just sort of looks on and grins and says, "That's adorable." Thanks. Okay, y'all are heading for the forest. <laughs> yes, we're all heading for the forest. What's your marching order? Uh, Gamma's probably going to be in the front. I'll be behind Gamma. 
Yeah, I'll, uh, I think Paris will be walking right along uh, MZ. Dawn will probably just uh, take up the rear and keep a lookout. Hope and Alistair, I don't have your positions. Uh, they're riding on uh, Gamma. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, they're on oh, Gamma. They're we're getting we're a free backing. ride. <laughs> okay. The forest was once a majestic sight, you're sure, but the trees are yellowing and dry now, and snow sloughs off the branches in wet piles. The horizon is white and hazy. A bird calls listlessly in the distance. Nothing answers it. It's still chilly, but not as cold as you'd expect. Sticky black mud pulls at your feet, and from now on, everything off of the path is difficult to rain. Everyone make a survival check. Okay. Everyone who got above a 15. You can In tell fact, that this... It looks like uh, it looks like uh, Paul crit there, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. <laughs> so, everyone who got above a 15, you can tell this path was probably once very well-traveled, but now it's sort of fallen into disrepair. Um... And the ground is soggy with snow melt, which shouldn't be happening at this time of year. In fact, it should be getting colder as you approach midwinter. Paul, um, you can see a variety of old wagon tracks off just off the edge of the path. People came through here. People brought heavy things through here. But now the roots of the trees are starting to encroach on it and there's grass and uh, tossed mud and ripped up ground and you can spot around it some very large poppers. But they're at least a couple of days old. Well, it seems like the wolves have been through here. Um, it's around one in the afternoon, so no. Okay, um, so yeah, knowing knowing that, I'm gonna be on the lookout for uh, bad things actively. Okay, Paul is on the lookout. Okay, is there anything you'd like to do, or are you just gonna follow the path? Um, is there anything else uh, to investigate around here, or just the uh, wagon tracks and the pot prints? wagon tracks and paw prints um, unless you want to go explore deeper into the woods and step off the path then no no this seems spooky enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah Paris uh, will also just walk along on the path and uh, keep an eye out the trees are thick with rough low hanging branches you walk for a couple of hours and don't hear much more than the occasional lone cry of a bird or occasionally in the distance the howl of a wolf. And every now and then there's a fallen tree trunk collapsed at odd angles, the decaying logs crisscrossing the snow. Piles of boulders block the way and ripped up roots create artificial tangled walls, but the path is straight. Eventually, after five hours of walking, it's around six in the evening, the sun just beginning to lower over the water. 
The forest floor dips away from you, forming a ravine. Do you stay on the path and go in, or try and find a way around? I say we uh, follow the path. I mean, it's it's getting to be what time of day again? Around six in the evening. It's probably a good time to stop, actually. So, uh, do we want to perhaps descend into the ravine, see if there's good shelter in there? Well, the only problem with the ravine is if there's enough water, we'll drown. I can destroy water too. Plus, wouldn't we be trapped? I can yes. create food and water too. Kitty's <laughs> <just>, like mumbles. <laughs> Thank you, Alistair. Your services will always be needed. But yes. Paul, make a uh, perception check. I. Twenty-two. You're on fire. I am. You hear fire. branches cracking close by. Well, look lively, everyone. Think we have something approaching us. He jumps off of. Uh, Gamma's back. Oh, my bow. <laughs> yep, draw the wet sword and shield. Well, here we go. A shape bursts out of a tree. There are at least seven of them. They surround you in a second. Massive, at least seven foot at the shoulder, but ragged, too. You can see their hip bones protruding from under their shaggy gray fur, and there is a wild, feral air around them. You have just enough time to process this, before they're upon you, everyone roll initiative. 